0: This week's episode of the Fins Up podcast, I am this week's host Mort and I am joined by a virus survivor, and man flu enthusiast, Southo Dan, how are you doing buddy? Hey Terry, little known fact, a couple of years ago I made a deal with the Dark
1: Lord himself uh, in exchange for a six Matt Moylan triassists against Newcastle yeah. um, and, and the blokes come back in the form of this virus and he wants
2: my soul, but otherwise quite good, how about yourself? You sound horrible. That's
1: just my normal
0: voice, mate. <laughs> like you sound really bad. Like yeah, we we apologise to everyone for the uh, delay last night, but uh, yeah, Dan was on on death row, and um, you can actually hear it now. So um, everything's gone all right for me this week, Dan. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot better than you. Yeah, nah, that's all right, man. I'll be back to my normal annoying self tomorrow. Don't worry about it. You've been uh, look. To be fair, your Twitter persona has not changed, and I give you that one hundred percent.
2: Yeah, it hasn't, thank you I've tried to distract myself But look, even if I was truly on my bed There's no way in hell I'd miss miss tonight's episode
0: For obvious reasons But we'll get to that Because if I start We're not going to get to our special guest anytime soon And we do have a special guest We have... Probably our biggest name guest to date He has worked uh, for New South Wales Rugby League He uh, has a lot of Twitter followers He's a very, very handsome man uh, You will all know him on Twitter as Oysimo. It's our guest this week, Simon Must And how are you, buddy? Hey boys, how
2: are we? Thanks for having
0: me on None of that's true, but come on <laughs> <laughs> How you been, bud? Long time no see Yeah,
2: good in a long
0: time I no, see. Um, yeah, Bulldogs don't play the Sharks too often, do we? I think, think we only ever play once a year, so don't see, see each other too often. No, and you guys aren't allowed in our area anyway, so. No, no, we're banned. Neutral areas. Um, look, uh, just just we'll jump straight into it, Simo. Um, before we get into games and and anything that happened along the, the year, going into 2019, what were your expectations for the Bulldogs? Uh, pretty low to be honest um, I'm normally a, pretty, normally a pretty Positive sort of fan I'd say But um, yeah given what happened And um, how we went last year Obviously we finished um, in 2018
1: Fairly strongly But um, we're still a long way out of the 8 So yeah anything anything In the top 14 would have been nice I would have said that's pretty low expectations But um, yeah we managed that So it's always good Well
0: it's uh Dan you got anything Before we uh, we start talking About the season? Terry I'm very angry It's best not, not to throw to me <laughs> Alright we won't throw to you At the moment Dan um, So let's start no, I'm, I'm joking man. Let's start Week one of the competition You get absolutely flogged By the Warriors 40 points to 6 uh, After that What were you feeling? Uh, I was feeling like um, Probably my
2: expectations Of the season Were pretty justified Like I didn't, I didn't necessarily we were going to go last, I don't think, um, yeah, I, I don't think you can ever expect that your team's going to run last, but um, we got we got flogged pretty hard that day, so, um, yeah, after sort of being in it after about half an hour or so, the first 30 minutes or so, if I remember, so, um, yeah, wasn't wasn't too happy with
0: that, as you can imagine. No, and there was a lot lot going for the Warriors because it was their first game without Sean Johnson. It was the end of the Sean Johnson era forum and people were worried what they were going to... Or, you know, not so much worried, probably poor Fraser words, but curious to see how they were going to go. And at the end of week one, at your expense, they were on top of the competition and leaving you guys feeling pretty bummed out. It didn't get better in week two, 36-16, lost to Parramatta. Were you calling season over at that time or...? So yeah, funny story about week two actually. Um, so I used to uh, work with a girl called Caitlin Squillari. Yep. Shout out to Caitlin if she's, uh, she's listening, but she's on the Paramita- Parramatta Cheer Squad. Um,
2: and so I was sitting and watching that game with the entire Parramatta Eels Cheer Squad. Um, oh, nice. It was it was a Parramatta Eels away game, so they weren't obviously there. Um, so I was just watching it, but. Uh, yeah, I was sitting and watching with the entire Parramatta cheer squad, so you can imagine how good that that was, um, they were giving it to me for every try, so um, yeah, so we got flogged, and uh, and that was no good, but um, yeah, after that, pretty much thinking exactly what I was thinking the week before you know, the season was I, I certainly wasn't thinking the season was over or anything like that after two
0: weeks um, but yeah, the the outlook wasn't great, and um, you, you were struggling to find a way that to realistically think that we're going to be in the hunt for a top eight spot yeah, right. That's, that's you know, a lot of people said for this season, for you guys, obviously there was the salary cap drama and players leaving, players, you know, uh, going overseas, uh, whatever happened there. But it was more about, you know, people said it was going to be tough times for the Dogs and finding out the players who wanted to play for the club and who were good enough to play for the club. And then you bounce back and you beat my favourite whipping boys, the Tigers, in week three, 22 points to eight. Starting to show some signs Or was it just Patching up the wounds No that was um, That was really Really good That was probably My, my favourite game Of the year To be honest um, Even with that Run of form That we had at the end I think that was Probably our um, Yeah Our most exciting And probably our Most complete
2: performance um, The whole was when I think Nick Meany Set up a try For I can't even remember Who scored It might have been Remus Smith um, But Nick Meany Broke through the field um, off a kick return and he was one guy who I was particularly excited about this year so um, took a couple of games that finally showed a really good sign in that game um, and yeah I think from there like it pretty much flipped after that. I mean it had only been three games still but my, my outlook on the season flipped and I thought you know what like we might at least upset some, some teams Tigers were going pretty well at that point as well I think were, it was only two weeks in but they were going um, first so yeah um,
0: so yeah, that was a that was a great upset win. Yeah, what your first Dan? Mate, hey, jumping forward a little bit. Um, I have a feeling I
2: might be stealing Terry's son here. But Reese Martin, I went back and had a listen to some of our former podcasts and we both thought well, I said he was my favourite dogs player and Terry Terry was actually positive for once about the Bulldogs, which is crazy. Um, what do you think about his his release? Uh, it was confusing. I mean they must I just think there must be a good reason for it, and a lot of Bulldogs fans who are probably closer to the team than I am say that you know there's a good reason for it, whatever that is, whether it's attitude or if you just don't want to play for the club. Or um, it must be hard on a player as well when you're at a club which you know isn't a really a realistic chance of winning a comp. Um, must be hard to turn up to training every day. But yeah, for whatever reason he decided to move on.
0: He, um he's a great player and I think he'll be back in the NRL one day, but uh, probably not at the Bulldogs, I'd say. Yeah. Another couple have him up. Um, I found the Reese Martin situation so confusing because he was linked. I think he was linked with the Dragons. He was linked. I'm pretty sure with the Raiders, and then he ended up at the Rhinos. So I wasn't like I was I was happy because the Rhinos are my English team, but I wasn't sure. if it, Oh yeah, brilliant Well we can chat off here about that Um, I wasn't sure if it was a case of the Bulldogs not wanting to release him to a rival Or if he actually wanted to go to the UK But he seems pretty settled over there He had had a pretty good season And he was a part of Like the Rhinos were really crap this year But he was a part of their resurgence towards the end So um, they're going to have a pretty good pack next year With um, Trent Merrin coming back Him and Matt Pryor looks like he's on his way there as well So yeah, yeah, I, um, I don't know whether it was a club's decision to
2: let him go to the Ryan, like, to not let him go to another NRL club, so he would go over to the Super League, but if so, then I think that was a good move, but I was very happy that he went to yeah. the Super
1: League, because I would have been really cut up if he went to another club and started performing really well, which he was at the back end of last year as well.
0: Especially if he goes to a club that you really hate and does well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Look, which is my stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put a damper on this for you So we've talked about the first three rounds After round ten You find yourself three wins and seven losses Were there any positive signs That came out of that Or was it just a whole lot of soul searching? Nah, no, a whole lot of soul searching It was just um, When you it, our, our season and our chance of making the eight finish pretty quickly,
2: like pretty much as quick as it can finish mm-hmm. so I think from that end, from that point it was, or maybe not from that point, maybe a couple of weeks after that uh, there wasn't much hope of us making the eight so it was just a little bit less pressure and just trying to get the best out of, out of our guys um, which we obviously will get to but I think we, we did that but once again we did it when there wasn't really a
0: Look, it's going to get worse for you because after 13 rounds you found yourself three and ten. Yeah. After 15 rounds you found yourself four and eleven. Now that win was against the Sharks, and I know Dan wants to take over from here. So Dan, what do you got for us? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But before we get into it, because
2: again I'm not going to stop. So I, I actually did the review for Zero Tackle the other day for the Bulldogs, and your um, season turned around a week after DWZ signed. So yeah. After we, Zeri absolutely burned him in, in his career and ended Penrith
1: in the same couple of minutes, which is fantastic. Um, before the negative, all right, I'm going to ask you real quick. Did you think you had any chance of beating the Sharks on that day?
0: No. Neither well, did we. So we were talking up a huge game, joking about Zeri's. Yeah tried, etc., etc. I actually, I actually went back and listened to the podcast today that we did just before this game, and both Dan and I picked us to beat you by thirty points, and we weren't yeah. even taking what? the piss. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've got a
2: mate who was saying the same, but yeah. Was that Josh? No,
1: uh, do you guys know Ryan Selvage? He used to work at Granada. Oh yeah,
0: he's on, he's on Twitter. Yeah. A bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said
2: the same thing.
0: Yeah. So shout
2: out, Riser if you're listening. Oh, I had to I had to rewatch this during the week, and I it's it's worse now than, than it was at the time. Sean Johnson's worst game in his in the career. I dare say the Sharks' worst game since the bloody peptide days, twenty fourteen. We you know everyone everyone knows the story. Jack Williams gets the ball, stops running fifteen meters out, falls over like a dope, takes the tackle, a tackle. Sean Johnson gets it, sees there's a six on two overlap. Goes to the left So he goes right Almost gets tackled Throws it to Chad This is where it really gets bad Five on two overlap. Chad does anything Except kick the ball We score the try We beat you guys We can have the Twitter afternoon To ourselves And he kicks the ball To your slowest Most offside forward In the world What what do you make of it Before I tell you What I made of it Well um, Looking back on the season That was like it was one of our biggest upsets, but it was far from our best game. Like, it, and the the reason I say that is because I, it was pretty clear the entire game that um, it was probably the, I assume you'd agree probably the Sharks' worst game of the year. Um, up there, yeah, at least up there. But um, yeah, we we didn't deserve to win it. So I think I think you guys really gave it away. So n- nothing against you guys, but. Um, I don't know if we didn't outplay you guys, we just, I don't know, ended up having more points at the end, it was was pretty scrappy. You didn't have Chad Townsend in the difference, I don't know if you can see yeah. the huge crack here at the top of my phone, but this is Chad motherfucking Townsend doing right here, I've never been angry to lose like I was that day, just because we were talking so much shit, and yeah, I like, it so much, to, well, I was expecting it to break, and it didn't, thank God, but Chad, you owe me your new phone,
0: Uh and go back to the Warriors. Um, I just... On that game there, the first half by Kieran Foran was prime Kieran Foran. Like, yeah. he, he was taking the line on. He was kicking. He, he made that break for the try. I think it was DWZ that scored it, actually. But... Yeah, I, uh, I remember... Sorry. Yeah, go on. No, no, no. Go, continue. Yeah, I, I just remember at half-time... I can't remember the exact score. It might have been 14-8 or 14-6 or
2: something. And... um. And, but we were winning, you know, by at least a converted try, but I remember even saying at halftime, like, we've lost this,
1: because we had a great first half, and we've been known to fall away in the second half, um, particularly the last 20 minutes, probably just because of our, you know, lack
2: of experience and whatnot, but um, yeah, I, I had no hope of us winning, honestly, and that was when we were, were ahead at half time, so I don't know what happened, but somehow
0: we held on, but um, like I said... The, we didn't particularly outplay you guys, especially in that second half. I just think it was really scrappy, and we ended up, we ended up holding on. There, there were a few things. We, we that was when we had our streak of winning, uh, of losing five games with scoring more tries than the opposition. Um, we couldn't control the ball to save our life. We made like. I think it was eight more line breaks than you guys. Um, We had had enough possession in the second half to win so many football games, we just couldn't capitalise on it. Uh, And then, you know, the play that Dan's talking about, Chad has so many options. He runs, he scores. If he runs and passes to Jaden Braley, Jaden Braley scores. If he runs and cuts out Jaden Braley, Bronson Zeri scores. If he runs a little bit earlier and passes to Bronson Zeri, uh, Josh Morris will score. Instead, he kicked the ball. Yeah.
2: Took the worst option. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Dan... Uh, I can't uh, remember it in that much detail, um, obviously, because I was yeah watching the other side. I don't remember that specifically, but... Oh, we fucking yeah, remember. We fucking remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Dan, what's I the... Know it's been a frustrating,
2: frustrating
0: game to watch, for sure. What's, the what's particularly frustrating. What's the question <laughs> you've got for him, Dan? Um... Kieran foreign or your reserve grade halfback
2: would you swap in for Chad Townsend when you say our reserve grade halfback
1: who it is, is take
2: it anyone. it doesn't matter um oh no I wouldn't not in the position we're in <laughs> 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 we can't fucking give <laughs> it away I mean, I'm not in the
0: position we're in Like we're, we're rebuilding a side so I'd like us to sign a really good halfback you know I mean so, yeah. you know yeah. Um from there though, like you you guys seem to be in a bit of a wooden spoon battle. There was there was three teams, uh, yourself, the Titans, the Dragons down the bottom of the competition, and then you guys just kicked off. Like what what chat? I know Dan talked about really smart recruitment for uh, you know getting uh, DWz um, I think you played him in the centers for a little bit before giving him the fullback spot putting Nick meany on the wing which was a bit of a shame because meany's a good player but he he made he, he made a job of the wing um, will, yeah will Hoppawati was in some sensational form. What 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 turned your season around? Because it's not like you added more forwards, or it's not like you added a whole heap more players. You pretty much brought in Dylan Martini, Lesniak, and then your your whole outlook just turned around. Yeah, um, I mean, it's hard to put it down to one person, but yeah, when he came back, I think mean, he came back against the Roosters, and we were sort of in that for longer than we should have. But the Roosters were probably playing at sixty percent, and then um, and then the week after was the Sharks. Then. Yeah, he, he somehow just managed to change the team and um, his yeah, aggression in running, in returning the ball and stuff like that. Uh, I must have listed the other blokes. I, I'd say that played a bit of a part, but yeah, I
2: don't know exactly what it was, but the, um, yeah, the whole outlook of the whole team just seemed to change and we had quite a few different halves throughout the second half of the year as well with Four um, Foran having his injury and then coming back and playing really well when he came back. We had Lachlan Lewis in there for a while, Jack Cogger, Brandon Wakem, who all, all three of those guys did a good job when they were playing um, in the second half of the year. So, yeah, I'm not really sure what it was. As you said, Will Hoppawati, he was a good all year. He was good last year as well, to be fair. Um, the, the, yeah, I, yeah, there wasn't a standout single reason that I think it turned around, but for some reason, they just maybe it was the lack of pressure and the fact that we weren't going to make the eight realistically
1: uh, maybe they just had backs against the wall And just went for it But somehow it happened to work it, it yeah, is it worked a... a lot more than it should Like I thought we'd upset a couple of teams here and there But we upset like four or five in a row And yeah, yeah. went really well it,
0: It's And it's not as if like I mean Assigning a certain player in a position of need can change the team around, but it's not as if you went out and got like a world class player. DWZ is a class player. He plays for New Zealand, he's captain New Zealand, but you know, in, in the ranks of where would you have him in rugby league players, you probably wouldn't even have him in your top 50. But what he did essentially for your team when he came in at fullback, and as you said, he just brought that new attitude, that new aggression, um, and you even had a look like he would make these charging kick returns back. And he would make it easier for your forwards, you know, it, and and for someone who's played a bit of second row before, if you've got to run back fifty metres, you know, it's a lot different than only having to run back twenty metres before you got to take your hit up. And so he took a lot of pressure off that way as well. And just having a look at your results after that game, you had a buy, Then you went up to Newcastle and beat Newcastle, which is a good win because they were going around for the uh, the competition. You did get smacked by uh, the uh, the Broncos. But, um, you know, you had had a close game against the Roosters, uh, beat the Panthers, which is always good. We love that shit. Um, yeah. Beat the Tigers again. You've done the, done the Tigers over twice. Yeah, yeah. And I think we beat, maybe my memory's not good, but did we beat the Panthers earlier in the year as well? Maybe we lost that first one. Maybe I'm getting mixed up. I can't remember. But you did go yeah. on and beat South. Which is yeah, again South was a big one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. beat Souths, beat the Eels, had a shocker against the Cowboys, yeah. uh, smashed the Broncos, and that's what that's how you finish your season. So, um, we are going into some questions now. Um, there's obviously going to be a lot of players, a lot of players, and a lot of people we're going to talk about. Let's start with Dean Pay. Is he the right man to coach the Bulldogs for 2020 and beyond?
2: Well, tell you what, like, he deserves another crack for this year. Uh, I mean, obviously he's going to be the coach this year, but um, he, he deserves the chance to sort of prove himself for beyond that, I think. Uh, and I wouldn't have said that a year ago. I would have said that he's probably just sort of filling up the time until we get the full cup in 2021. But just given how he finished the season and that, you know, that can only really be put down to the coach and making sure that the guys turn up with the right attitude when there's not really a whole lot to play for. So, yeah, I think, that's, I think that was fantastic from him last year, so he's definitely earned the right to see what he can do this year, and then if we finish strongly, and probably get to what I think strongly is, but um, if we do somewhat well, then he probably deserves another contract, to be honest. If you guys finish the season with the best completion rate, 80%, you mm-hmm. what, 50 points less than the Titans, who were the second worst? Does mm. that just show you're not trying enough Or the points just aren't there Or what's happening That's a good point But um, also the completion rate I think we were winning that for most of the year Like that that didn't just come in the last few games When we started winning games So even when we were getting smashed We were completing really well um, Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure Maybe we're just playing too safe But then again Maybe we don't have the players to have the experience To know when to when to risk it, when to um, play the second
0: phase play and whatnot But yeah, I'm not sure technically what it comes down to But uh, yeah, it's I, clearly, uh, clearly intentional to, to be playing that style of footy I, th- I think um, you, you hit the hammer on the head before When you said that you had so many different halves combinations If you have a look at the teams that regularly contest the top four Regularly in the you know, semi-final football, in the grand finals They've got stable halves and for you guys As you said uh, Lewis played You had Jeremy Marshall King You had uh, Cogger You had Kieran Foran um, That's got to make it hard as well Building combinations But it's not just your halves as well It was your hooker You had a, a lot of uh, You know Michael Lysha couldn't hold a spot Marshall King couldn't hold a spot That's that's something that Destabilised the, the team as well And then you know even DWZ coming into the team That's a new player in a new position for a new combination So do you think that puts yeah. puts A bit of it as well? Or? Yeah, I mean it's not a stable time at the club you, you can't say that it is You know, Just with the salary cap and everything I think there was always going to be a lot of movement We've got those three halves that I mentioned Which uh,
1: personally I'm not 100% clear on who the best one is And who I'd want to hold on to long term Because we're probably not going to Keep all of them long term on Big deals because we want to sign a, a good
2: half, you yeah? know, mm-hmm. a top class half. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, th-
1: th- there was a lot of instability there, obviously, and that doesn't help. Yeah,
0: right. Well, hey, um, yeah. What'd what you make of some big news late last week of everybody's
1: favourite Bulldog, Sonny Bill Williams, signing for $7 billion in France? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he can do what he wants. So, yeah, he,
0: it's a, it's a big-money deal, um, and he, he likes big money, so good on him. Just <laughs> okay. How did you bring up Sunny Bill Williams? You yeah.
2: the... I wanted more than that, but that's okay. Yeah. That's not, I haven't thought about him in 11 years, so that's all good.
0: Steve, uh, it's all right. Steve I'll just jump to you quickly. Um, your recruitment strategy going forward, what is it? like? Have you signed any players? Because you, you guys... Distance yourself from Luttrell Mitchell pretty quickly. What's the recruitment strategy going forward? Yeah, the Luttrell thing is really
2: interesting um, because I think uh, it's, I don't think it's, personally, I don't think we're in the right position to be offering him a lot of money for a fullback deal because we, I think Wateni Zales, Zalesnyak has been going pretty well um, and has earned his next couple of years. I think he's got on his, on his contract that he got extended. Uh, but I also don't think that a rebuilding team with so many player, so many positions to fill, should be spending huge money on a center. Because I don't think you should be, even if it's Latrell, a great player. Like I don't think you should be rebuilding a team around a center. So I can I can understand them backing away from that, but also can understand them having the initial interest in him because he he's been pretty much the only huge name that's been on the market the past few weeks that I can think of. Mm. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, I think Dean Pace said that he really wants a nine, which is fair enough. Uh, Marshall King has been good in glimpses, but he doesn't necessarily have to be a nine. It could be a half. Oh, it could be a utility. And and yeah, we just want a good half. And that's probably not going to be four, Foran. But yeah, one, one good, experienced half to partner one of the younger guys, I'd say. Didn't you guys have a, a nine that you shipped to like, um, Michael Ennis yeah. on? What, what happened with that? I can't remember.
1: I don't know. I don't remember that guy. I can't think of who that who that was. Ennis, she said.
2: Ennis. Ennis. What was it? I can't remember.
0: Has Has Lasha left the club? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. He's had his second farewell. So he
2: was meant to. He was, was going to leave um the year that Dez got sacked. So 2017. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um and then. Got sacked And then we got Dean Pay And then he stayed on, stayed on For another couple of years But yeah Now he's left So yeah, right. I think we've said goodbye right to four
0: players um, Him and uh, Just three reserve graders I think You're Four right. reserve graders Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you, We've talked about him a bit But we, we haven't really Touched on him I thought he was he was Coming back into some Really really good form Earned himself a, a Spot back in the Kiwis team uh, Kieran Foran Your thoughts on him Uh, James Hooper's come out And said he's the worst Signing in history I don't think it's I don't think it's that bad Considering we signed Jeff Robson But What What are your thoughts On on Kieran Foran And where Does he have a future At your club Yeah uh, James Hooper's
2: a bit of a dickhead But anyway um, So So uh, Yeah I think You know He's been really I'd call him an inspiration in just how many times he's got injured and just kept coming back, and you can't hold that against the guy, whether it, you know whether you can judge his footballing ability or how the injuries have affected him, fair enough, but he, he keeps coming back, and good on him for that. Um, yeah, whether... I mean, he's in a really difficult position because if he's out for pretty much all of 2020, that brings him to the end of his contract, and then how he basically rebuilds his career from there, I'm not sure. Um, I think he's every chance of being at the Bulldog to any other club, to be honest. I think it's just whoever wants to take him on a much smaller deal and back him to get back to where he was which was at his best, which is when he um, end of last year when he got back into the Kiwi side. So it was really, really sad to um, see him get injured again, but yeah, I've been a fan of Kieran Foran since before he was at the
0: Bulldogs but yeah, I think he's a really good player, but unfortunately yeah, it's just so many injuries and hasn't Hasn't helped I, I, I reckon he'll end up Back at Manly I reckon Des Hasler Will sign him for a steal Yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't mind Seeing that either I, I don't
2: particularly Hold anything against
1: Dez either
2: So um, as
0: long as he Gets back and can Play more NRL I'd actually yeah. yeah I'd be fine To see that happen To be honest Look just Just on foreign It's not It's not the injury Problems that are The concern for me It's his haircut well, yeah Steve what are your thoughts On his haircut Well you're saying this Like I, I'm not in a great position To judge I don't think um, <laughs> well, yeah. I've got? But yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah it's
2: pretty horrendous but, uh, Yeah I mean I don't know Some
0: people love it It's not for me I guess I had long hair uh, This year I never tied it up the top though. I wasn't a nonce I wasn't a fanny Yeah I tied, yeah, yeah Tied it like yeah, a I'm argue, Yeah what, what have you got for us James? There you
1: go Probably still And again we got to talk Before we go live more. Uh
2: George Jackson Was linked with a move Away from the club Which I thought Was pretty ludicrous At the time Been art and soul Of your pack What what do you make of it And are you glad he stuck around Or would you have driven him To Cronulla or When, when was that That he was linked
0: During the year it was, it, When the when there was all talks of uh, who was going to be Galen's replacement, there was some pretty big talk that, that uh, Josh Jackson was uh, one that Cronulla were looking at. Right, okay, yeah. I, um, he still hasn't been re-signed and he's um, starting to maybe get a bit worried. Maybe I should have more faith in the club, that he should be the, the next person re-signed um, for sure, yeah. He, I, said, I said at the start of this year um, or the end of
2: last year that if there was three guys that we should definitely re-sign before before um, rebuilding our team for 2021, it was Jackson, Hopalati, and probably sounds weird, but um, I thought Remus Smith as well had done a lot to earn his spot as a winger, and an NRL standard winger, so um, those were the three guys. But yeah, I think, yeah, definitely we need to hold on to Josh Jackson. I won't, won't be too happy if he goes.
0: Yeah, no, look, he's... easy it's kind of an he, kind of an enigma. Like I used I used to rate him really highly, and then he just sort of stagnated. And then this year, it's like he's just bumped himself up again. He, he ended the he ended the year really well, and he was really aggressive. Some some of my criticisms on him was he, he used to run like a nonce, but he was yeah. running hard, and he was hitting hard at the end as well. And he really t- I remember the Rabbitohs game where you beat him. He took it to that Rabbitohs pack. Yeah, I think the um, the first half of the year probably wasn't his strongest and probably last year as well for a lot of last year. But um, but when you're you know, when you're rebuilding a club you can't just get rid of every player. You need to hold on to some of the stuff that holds the club together and I think firstly he's our captain, but um, yeah, you know, secondly he's been there for so many years, he's one guy that I just don't think we can afford to lose. And I and I would have said the same thing about David Clemmer last year as well before he went, but unfortunately we lost him so we just <laughs> We can't afford to lose Josh Jackson. I don't think it was the next name on my list. We were going to get to. Yeah. Was yeah, right. to say. yeah. So uh, talk to us through the Clemmer situation because at the end of 2018, he pretty much turned around and said he wasn't happy at the club. He needed to be playing finals football, and then he went and signed for Newcastle. So, uh-huh. well, what talk, talk us through what happened with Clemmer and what are Dogs fans' thoughts on the situation and thoughts on Clemmer now? I don't know what
2: actually happened. Um, you know, he said he, it was for his family and stuff. Uh, there's always, like, reasons that they say and you can either believe it or not. Uh, personally, I think he actually, you know, I think he's always loved the club. Like, he's grown up in the area and been a Bulldogs fan growing up and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, most fans, I'd say, are pretty filthy at him and probably view him in the same light that we view Sonny Bill. Um, and, Whoever else has left the club But um, Personally I don't Hold anything against him But it's, it's Huge shame Like I wish we could Have kept him And We ended up getting Dylan up of, Like in his place But I I'd rather have David Klemmer
0: If I'm perfectly honest Yeah David Clemmer can't shadow box though
2: No, nah, no, he can't Well who knows We haven't seen it on camera But nah He's You know I've met
1: David Klemmer a few times he's, he's a good guy Like I, I wouldn't Say anything bad Against him He's um
0: yeah, he's a good bloke, but... Of course you do not say it. anything bad against him. He'd fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, um, what about the Morris Twins? Were you happy to see them go? They both had pretty decent seasons. No, no. But the thing is, it's all been highlighted because they've gone to two other, two other clubs who are, you know, relatively successful clubs or the Roosters are a very successful club. But, um, you know, they had great seasons last year too. Like, they've, they played well for us But they just Didn't get the Bloody accolades Because they're playing For the Bulldogs And we Weren't winning the comp Or weren't making
0: the eight But yeah Two of my favourite players Ever I reckon Well Josh, Josh Turned the, the clock back for us He was our leading Try scorer He scored 15 tries yeah. it, was, it was his best return Since 2009 I think Or two, no 2012 When you guys Were minor premiers But And then obviously You know Brett bounced from Fullback to winger And centre And then Was up there for the Clive Churchill Medal in the grand final, so yeah, that was. Yeah. Considering you guys were uh, given that, um, what's his name, uh, Holland, Carrot Holland, a game at the centre, surely you could have kept one of them. Yeah, I think it was obviously just money, but yeah, like the salary
2: cap yeah. just really screwed us over, right? Like, yeah, we would have kept both, or at least at least Josh, in my opinion. But anyway, they they were both playing good footy for us as well, but yeah
0: we have gone to Mulder and Roosters, and they're playing great footy now. We talked We talk about Remus Smith. I like him. He's really quick, and there's some things you can't like. You can just tell he's a raw footy player, but you can't. You can't teach speed, and he's got that. So he'll turn himself into a good footy player. Jade Knucklemore yeah. started the year in uh, first grade, and then fell out. Came back in. Fell out. What's What's the yeah. situation with him? Yeah, I'm not
2: sure. I think um, he got injured for a while when he was. After he'd been dropped, I think Or maybe he got injured and then was dropped After he came back But um, yeah, he, he didn't play as much as he probably would have hoped After he made that debut against the Tigers And then um, the week after We played against Melbourne And he ran over Cameron Smith twice Which is one of the highlights of the year mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's, he's a great player He's, uh, you know It's been really weird Because like watching him come through the grades He was always a second rower And then um, was always playing either second rower or off the bench in Canterbury Cup and then one day he just Turned up on the wing I was like what, What's he doing there um, I think it was his first game on the wing And he, he had a great game there And I remember saying to a mate that When he plays, when he makes his debut In NRL he'll be playing on the wing Which is just crazy to think for this Massive guy but Yeah that's what happened so um, he's, a, he's a huge talent um, Proud Milpera, Mil-Pera Colts Junior I should say Um so,
0: local junior, and, uh, and yeah, hopefully he sticks around. Yeah, he's a... Oh, I mean, if anything, he's, he's, you know, you don't want to draw the comparisons just because of the hair, but he's going to get the cult comparisons like Jamal Idris, isn't he? Yeah. If, if, oh, if, he can hold that, if he can hold that spot down, he'll get that. Yeah,
2: he's from... Like, I sort of grew up in the same area as him, and, you know, you'd see him around and stuff, and he'd always get that. So, he's been copying that for... I don't know how long he's been copying that for, but probably since he grew that hair out. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's been copying that for a while But he probably will never live it down well, what do you got for saying, Dan? His best game actually was getting pants by Sioni Katoa at the Jets Where we smacked you guys by 40 But anyways um, oh, yeah. Josh, Josh Reynolds, did you want to give a shout out to those few Tigers fans That can spell things up and found us by accident? <sighs> you sold them an absolute lemon Oh, yeah I, I like. I bloody love Josh Reynolds as well. Like I can't. I don't like the Tigers, but I can't laugh at them for signing Josh Reynolds because I bloody love Josh Reynolds. Um, I don't wish he'd come back to the club because he's, you know, clearly been injured and cool. it's not what we need. But yeah, you know, it's it's sad for him, but I guess it's funny that the Tigers have stuck with him. Yeah, that is he's very funny. We
0: can't get a reaction out of him, Terry. No, no. Steve's pretty serious, me, isn't he? Mate. Yeah, sorry um, Steve, what was your best win of the season? The one over the Tigers, round three uh, round, yeah, yeah, round three, three yeah. What, what made that win so special? I'll just cover it for us again because As we said, you've beat Souths You've, you've beat yeah. the Panthers you beat the Eels What made this win better than that? Oh, uh, look, honestly It was, um this wasn't really such the win,
2: but just the, the Twitter reaction. But the um the Tigers fans, when they're coming first, I think it was the first time ever that the club had been coming first. And it was two weeks into the into the season, uh, and then and, you know we're coming last after two weeks into the season. And then we beat them. Oh, it was it was bloody great. I was um I watched it on delay. I didn't didn't get to get to that game, so I had to watch it about six hours after it happened. I hadn't seen the score or anything. I'm in a hotel room by myself and just watching it on on Foxtel Go, and uh, and I was cheering, I was dancing around the room. It was the best, yeah, it was the best moment of the season for me.
0: Okay, yeah, that's fair. um Let's let's bring some pain back. What was the worst loss of the season for you? Oh, there's a few.
2: Um, uh, maybe the oh, maybe the Cowboys lost at the end just because. Like, there was that tiny glimmer of hope that we could actually make the 8 if all the other results fell our way. And once we lost that, we were out. But we wouldn't have made the 8
0: anyway, as it turns out. But, yeah, I don't know. There was a few. Yeah. That that, that Cowboys 1 was really frustrating as a neutral, not only for tipping and betting purposes, but... To see the the list of and we named it the list of teams that you beat and the list of teams that you were competing against, and yeah. you know you were right up against uh, against the Roosters in in that run as well, and then you go up to Townsville and you, you you put in an absolute shocker and I guess it kind of shows like just where where you guys because you weren't the worst team in the competition on paper you weren't the worst team in the competition but uh, even though I picked you for the wooden spoon um, yeah. But yeah, that that sort of deflated, and I remember I remember just a lot of people turning around and going, "What the fuck is this bulldogs team?" And that that's really the yeah. question I think we're still asking: What is this bulldogs team? Well, they're probably asking that like, for every second week because you know we either win and we're coming last, and you're saying, "What the fuck is this bulldogs team?" Or we win a few in a row and
2: then we lose to the Cowboys, and you're saying the same thing. So yeah, it was it was pretty unpredictable. like <laughs> Yeah I don't know it's, I guess it's um, I think it's being it Quite a few times Throughout the year That you know With an inexperienced side You're going to expect that That sometimes they're going to compete And sometimes they're just going to Surprise you And not compete The other way around So uh, Yeah it's, I don't know
0: It's hard as a fan Because you don't know What you're going to get But yeah.
2: I guess every team Has that in them To some extent
0: Right well, you, got, uh, you got anything for Steve Dan before we go Into the five names
2: uh, then go to the names I, I'll, um, I'll just jump on Twitter if it looks like I'm not paying attention We had some questions for yesterday so oh. I just didn't to find it cool. right. You fire off, will
0: so yeah. jump in right. so we've got five names here for you We've covered this guy a little bit But the first one that we've got is DWZ, Dylan Martinez-Lesniak What did he mean to you guys when you signed him? Yeah, I think he just lifted the whole team So, um, yeah, hold on to him He's been re-signed, so good stuff Right, we got another another player that you recruited, and I'm, I'm keeping the hyphenated names in here. But Corey Ira, he was yeah. diabolical at Penrith. Turn up to you guys, I I thought he played really really well. Um, what were your thoughts on him?
2: Yeah, it was pretty much um, what I expected he could. Like he, he started his career pretty well at Penrith, and then I
1: think his second year wasn't that good. But yeah, it came to us and he was really good again. So hopefully he continues it into next year.
2: But
0: yeah, he was great. He had he had. I know he got dropped. He was in New South Wales Cup for a bit, and then he was sort yeah. of in between starting and on the bench. What's your position for him? Where is he a starter or is he a bench player? Is he an impact player? What is he? Yeah, I think he's a starter, but there was there was also a lot of confusing, um, like team changes throughout the
2: year, which you know only led to a lot of fans saying Dean Page should be sacked and whatnot. But so so many changes where. Uh, you know, guys who were going really well got dropped or guys who weren't doing that well in reserve grade somehow came into the first grade side. Um, yeah, it happened quite a bit. And then once we started to win
0: a couple of games, I think obviously the team pretty much stayed the same. All right. Where possible. I'm going to keep the hyphenated name train going here. Why not? Jeremy Marshall King, what's his best position at the club?
2: Uh, it depends if we've got a nine or not, if we have a... Yeah, he's...
0: His best position is probably half-back if we have a classy nine uh, half, in the halves, I mean. Probably 5'8". Right, okay. Uh, number four, talking about halves, this is a guy who I think has got a pretty big future ahead of him just because he can kick a ball so fucking well. Uh, Lachlan Lewis. What, he, what his best
2: position is? Or no,
0: I just, just what are your thoughts on him going forward? Uh, yes yeah, so i think it's a three-way battle between him uh
1: jack Cogger, and Brandon wakeham to who can be part
2: of our side in 2021 because i think we'll definitely definitely should be aiming to sign a classy halfback or five eights mm-hmm. um but yeah depending on who depending on who we get will influence which one we keep and depending on how well they go but he's gone really well he, he started the season pretty poorly but uh, he came good when he came
0: back out of reserve grade um, and, yeah, led us on, on that streak, which was awesome to see. Cool. And the last name on here, just, what, what does he mean to the club to you? i got Will Hoppawarty. Yeah, he's, like, all heart, hey? he's just, um,
2: he's always, always there, uh, right when you think he's going to let in a try. He's just, yeah, he's, his goal line defence is great, so...
0: He's got, he's got the best hands in the NRL as well. Like, just in terms of cash and pass, he, he, his hands just never let anyone down. Yeah, that's true. It's probably an underrated aspect of his game, I guess. But, yeah, I think uh, he, he had that awful, awful game for the Blues in 2015 when we got thrashed by Queensland. Um, if not for that, then who knows, maybe some, every so often he'd be raised in origin discussions. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself there. But, um,. But I think that game, like, he'll never be picked again. But, yeah, if not for that game, who knows, you know? Mm-hmm. changed his career. All right. Uh, before before we uh, start wrapping this up, DM, what are the Twitter questions we got for Steve? All right, so RCB sent three, and then I'll, then I'll hit you with the last
2: one. Mm-hmm. Um, so he asked, what is the most important part of bulldoggedness? passion or fight? The most important part is passion.
0: That's a hard that's a question But yeah I'd say, I'd say passion Alright so bear in, bear in mind Passion was spelt P-A-S-H-U-N And fight was spelled F-I-T-E So It's just, uh,
2: just
0: There's a lot of guys on There's a lot of Bulldogs fans on On Twitter That turn around and go This guy shouldn't play For the club Because he's got no Fight, hunger, passion Or desire So I think RCB Was just taking the piss Out of you there Uh <laughs> Uh, second part of the question uh, was
2: not getting Andrew for feeder, losing Ennis, then signing Michael Leisha Good business in hindsight. I don't mind. I don't mind that we didn't get for feeder because we would have forced someone else out. But uh, the other two, probably not. Uh, second last one. Uh, the dogs have regressed from league powerhouse to essentially a pub side. Why is this? Because of there's and a really bad salary cut management. <laughs> We'll be back It's And then we've got one From uh, from Terry himself uh, What was your reaction To Chad blowing the overlap? Um, I was just very very happy And I, as I said I don't remember as Clearly as you guys Clearly do Because uh, I was just happy That we buddy, Had a chance Of meeting with Sharks
0: And we did Still gives me Fucking nightmares <laughs> Every night Every night um, I'll have to watch It on replay After this oh, Might help me Might help me Sleep well tonight before um, before we, before we uh, get into the, the last part, there was a name that I did miss off here. Um, I know I know Botox fans love Bag and, uh Des Hasler out. What about Raylene Castle? What was her reign like at the club for you? I mean, you know, you don't really judge the um, CEO. Firstly, I don't judge the CEO too closely when you know you're judging how the footy team's going because they shouldn't
2: really have too much to do with each other. But in hindsight, there was probably probably good that she's no longer there because you know you look at how good Australia is going but, I was just about um, to say they're thriving yeah exactly um, it, it all started really well to be honest and she sort of let Dez do his job which I thought that's great in, in the end he probably shouldn't have had like complete control over the salary cut which I don't think he has at Manly now so um, yeah there was obviously some mistakes made there that I I don't know I'm not I'm not really in business I'm
0: not Judge on that, too, that, I that whole era of Raylene Castle and des Hasler just seemed to go against everything that the Bulldogs were built on. Because you guys were built on smart administration, smart coaching, really smart recruitment. I mean, you guys won a competition with a spine of that consisted of Luke Paton, and Aster, and Brent Shaw. And fuck's sake, like Brent that, was fucking great. In 2004, he was. He was brilliant. But yeah. this um. Like that, that era just seemed to be like exactly who let the dogs out and just throw, throw it all up in the air and hope something stuck to the wall. Yeah, we, um, and
2: then, yeah, 2012 and 2014, and like, I think it, it all started for us in 2009 when we signed a few guys and then really had a pretty good few years, um, and then led into 12 and 14, but, um, that was mostly under Todd Greenberg, and he was
0: honestly, he was so good for the club. Um, and it was really not great That he went to, you know, like moved to the NRL And left the club um, Everyone has their opinions on him now But for, for the club he did a great job anyway mm. Alright um, The floor is yours Steve uh, 2020 What are your expectations What should fans expect Going into the season Fans, fans should expect A, um, a, start, a strong start
2: To the season because I think last year, 2018, we finished fairly strongly. We beat a couple of pretty good sides. Um, then we started really poorly and it sort of let it all go. Maybe we can, you know, have some off-season dramas as well. Um, so it took us a while to, to play some good footy. So hopefully
1: we can play some good footy from the start and then who knows, maybe we can make the eight. Oh. That's my, that's what I reckon. All
0: right. What do you guys reckon? Uh, look, I think if you can, if you can find... Consistency—that's that, going to be—I think—that's going to be, be your, your biggest issue. Um, the development of the the younger guys again—they're they're a year older, a year wiser. It depends if you guys can pick up the number nine. I'm surprised you you didn't have a go at uh, Isaac Luke after you missed out on Happy Coruscant. Um, but that's good. Uh, Reese Robson, yeah. I was going to say hey, Jeff, Jeff Robson. You don't want him. Um, but yeah, if, if you can if you can just get that consistency, like you you literally are only a few pieces away from being that bulldogs team that can piss off a lot of sides, get into the eight, and who knows what happens when you get in there. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be for twenty twenty, but I think when your cap situation eases up, um, I think you guys will, will be solid. I will say this though, you've got some money now that Kieran, you're going to get some salary compensation from from Kieran Foran. Can we interest you in Matt Moylan to play number six for you guys?
2: Yeah, for,
0: well, we only get 350k, so yeah, for sure. For 350k, I'll take Matt Moylan. Yep. Yeah. Right, for 150 k is your no deal? Yeah, we got a deal. If we no, can't I'm give free. you Chad Townsend, we're giving you Matt Moylan. Okay. Okay. Alright, deal all right. <laughs> you, got anything, you got anything else, Dan? Yeah, just one last
2: question. Do you miss the days of being your halves being instructed to take the tackle on the last rather than kick the ball? Because that was really fun. Yeah, it was fun, wasn't it? No, I don't miss that at all. But no. Nah.
0: That was was the the not-give-up-the-seven-tackle set, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, we did that for a while, yeah. Um, And we did the the short dropouts, that were great. that, That actually was probably our best thing that we did last year, the short dropouts.
1: Now a few teams are doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah Mo- well look, Moylan's really good at it if, Actually, there was there was a stat that I meant I, I did mean to, to run this by Dan But he's nearly been death row But in terms of yeah. short conversion to getting the ball back Matt Moylan was the best in the competition in 2019 So if right. that's a strategy you like Then I think he is your man
2: He's going to be the best $350,000 signing
0: We'll, we'll do the NRL as seen next year Correct okay, Alright, anything else, Dan? Yeah, love it Fantastic. It. Steve, thanks Good so job. much. Thanks so much for your time, mate. We understand that uh, you have a life, but giving us giving us up uh, an hour of your time is a, is our pleasure. I don't really have a life, mate. There was no dramas at all. Um, <laughs> thanks for having me, boys. Have, have you got Have fun you got anything thanks. you want to plug before we go? A plug? Oh uh, yeah, just follow at Simo, Um for some
2: great content. Uh, yeah, don't tweet too often, but give us a follow Perfect.
1: Cheers, Steve. Fantastic. Thanks. thanks, mate.